Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno. Today, I'm joined by Natalie. So Natalie has her own podcast, the Natalie Rustic Podcast, where she interviews people who have had spiritual experiences. And I thought, what a great opportunity to bring a podcaster onto our podcast here with IAMS and talk about all things spiritual and just get into the whole conversation about creating space for experiencers. And yeah, so Natalie, I'm really excited to introduce you to our audience. And I'm going to let you introduce sort of like your spiritual journey to us if you feel comfortable with that. And then we'll have a cool conversation from there. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Betty, for having me on your podcast. It's an honor. I must say I'm quite nervous. I'm not usually the one behind the camera. However, I'm happy to share with you today my experiences and have an awesome conversation. So yes, I'm an Australian podcast host for the Natalie Rustic podcast. Uh, For those of you watching, I share near-death and spiritually transformative experiences here Um, as a means for me to learn and explore my own spiritual awakening and obviously bring light to those who are searching for for the answers. Um, So, yeah, my story really begins, like, as I said earlier, as a child, I kind of grew up sort of alone, didn't really have a solid foundation. Um, Most of my childhood, I asked questions, you know, who is God? Why are we here? Um, Because in my life, I'd see my dad, you know, going to work constantly all the time. He was never around. And I would wonder, like, why is this my life? And my friends would have their families. They would have love. They would be going out all the time. They would have trips. And I just wondered why my life was so different. Fast forward to when I became a mother. That's the first time I ever saw love in my life, real love. And this started my whole awakening process. So from there, I kind of went down the YouTube rabbit hole. I'm sure you probably would have done that yourself. But I came across, you know, meditation videos, um, spiritual awakenings, kundalini, uh, energy rising. um, And I just sort of dived into the whole new spiritual world. For me, it opened doors. I had these experiences. I had dreams. I would have small visions. Um, My life just changed dramatically. Um, But when I had my second daughter, (laughs) um, I lost quite a lot of blood. Um, I didn't get a blood transfusion. And there is a story behind that as well. Um, I can dive into that if you'd like. Yeah. So I studied the Bible with Jehovah's Witnesses um, and they believe in the sacredness of blood. So when I did studies with them, they would really talk about things, not what not to do, um, you know, don't lie, steal, cheat and all of those things. But more importantly, don't take on anyone else's blood. It's it's one of the biggest, baddest sins. Um, so when I was there <laughs> at the hospital losing uh, two liters of blood, I decided I didn't want to have a blood transfusion because I was scared that God would judge me um, if I did die. This is where I started looking into near-death experiences after I had my daughter. Like, what happens when you die? Um, you know, where do we go? Is hell real? Is heaven real? And this is where it really began for me. Yeah. 
So I thought I'd share that. Wow. <laughs> um, so I'm curious. Um, what are, what, uh, there's a siren going by. I'm not sure if my microphone's picking it up, but thank you, New York City. Um, so I'm curious. Do you still have those beliefs today? Do you do you um, are you a Jehovah's Witness yourself, or after watching all the near death experience videos, do you still feel the same way? Do you think that God would judge you having taken someone else's blood? Oh, absolutely not. Do you know, I don't believe in any religion anymore. I feel like I've never been closer to God by watching these experiences and connecting with these amazing people because they're the ones firsthand who've seen the other side. So to me, it's it's ridiculous that all of those things scared me and that what religions teach me, the dogmas, it, none of it's true. None of it's true. And you yourself have even said that we're in a simulation. So my entire life has changed. And I cannot thank, I cannot thank all of you enough for sharing your stories because this is one of the reasons why I love doing what I do is that one day I can help awaken someone else who's looking for answers. And yeah, it, it's amazing. I love that uh, so much. Yes. And, you know, like holding the space and what you shared about the motherly love. I had that in my spiritual experience. I asked source, like, what's the point of creation? And I was downloaded with my mother giving birth to me and that feeling between creator and creation and that unconditional love. So I love that you shared about that. And yeah, you know, the dismantling of old belief systems I experienced that as well in this process of spiritual awakening. And I'm curious, so now that you are so connected with experiencers and you hold this space, is there any sort of experience that really sticks out in your mind that's like a favorite person that you've interviewed or a favorite experience? Yeah, that's a really good question. Of all the interviews that I've done, it's not really about what's my favorite, but it's the message. So at the end of every near-death experience, they all talk about love being the most important thing here. And I always try to think, why is love so important? Like, what is it that I can do based on what I've learned in my life that can transform my life and help those around me as well? But the best thing that I have learned is the power of thoughts and intentions. So on the other side, you know, I've learned that there is no time, um, you know, and they basically travel at the speed of thought. So anything that you think on the other side becomes in front of you, like at this, at that moment. So you do need to be careful what you think. Um, one thing that I don't really know that exists on this world is free will. Um, and that is because, you know, we talk about blueprints and, you know, the map of our life, right? Um, and so I believe that everything that happens here on earth is supposed to happen as exactly as it happens. And that no matter, you know, whether you're going through the darkest times or the brightest times, we're still on the path that we were supposed to be on. So that's what gets me the most. I love that. Yeah, I often say free will is a bit of an illusion because, yeah, I believe that there are major plot points already picked out in our stories. And so it kind of, yeah, it makes you wonder like how much, how much free will do we really have? But um, yeah, I, I, I acknowledge that I can choose the twists and turns. And also my free will was really that I chose to come to earth, whether or not I picked out the whole life beforehand, 
my free will was exercised by making the decision to actually come here. So I love that. You you mentioned some stuff about meditation. Um, and I'm curious, do you have a meditation practice now that you've watched all these videos? Like what what calls to you? What what's that process like for you? Yeah, definitely. So in my life, I did have quite a lot of health issues, um, stand with like stomach problems and just feeling lethargic, run down. And this would go on for so many years. You know, doctors couldn't pinpoint what it was and they would label it anxiety, depression, because the mind is linked with the stomach. Um, but I did go down the rabbit hole of YouTube trying to figure out, you know, healing modalities that I could um start in my life because I wasn't getting help anywhere. So I did come across Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's incredible. He changed my life. And um, he believes in the power of healing based on understanding scientifically what medica- uh, meditation actually does to the body. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, I'm so nervous. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Yeah, so Dr. Joe Dispenza teaches um, how to understand the heart and brain coherence and what can happen when you focus your intention and continually practice this on a daily basis, that when you get into the momentum of things, that's when life starts to change. And so I started meditating every day. You know, I was crazy with it. I would do it for three hours a day sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And um, I have a condition called eczema, which a lot of people probably know about. Um, I meditated for so long on this, trying to imagine it going away, imagining the cells in my body fighting it. And I was actually able to heal eczema on my body, which I was, I was never able to do my entire life. Wow. So I, yeah. <laughs> so I knew then the power of meditation and what it can actually do. But from meditating, this is where I learned to change my thought patterns. So the voice in my head would say, you know, don't eat that packet of chips or don't eat gluten. You're not supposed to have it. So stay away from that. And I would literally start to follow um, that voice. And this is just something that changed my entire life. Again, you know, listening to those cues, your intuition, your gut instinct, that knowing feeling, that's where you trust in your higher self and you're actually living the way, you know, you were intended to. Yes, yes, yes. I had all the same experiences. Those downloads, especially around like letting go of certain foods, like yeah, it was like certain meats and then all meat and then dairy and then gluten. I was like, are you guys going to leave me anything? Like, but it just felt like such a strong intuition to begin letting go of certain things. So, and I can't, yeah, the, the ability to heal ourselves, that is, you know, I, that's incredible. And one yeah. thing I wanted to just point out real quick, yeah. you mentioned that you got rid of dairy, you know, certain meats, um, is that something that you had a problem with prior to your awakening? Because yeah. I myself, yeah, right? Neither. Yeah. So I never had any issues prior to that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was something that was like, it was just completely on the spiritual path. So yeah, now I'm a gluten-free vegan and I only drink water. I mean, like this was not what my life was like before, but it, the download felt so 
so urgent. It was like, you have to start letting go of stuff. And I went slowly. I didn't just like cut it all out. I slowly faded into where I am today, but yeah, I, I, I totally believe that, well, food is information for our bodies, you know, and that mm. for me, certain foods make me feel certain ways. And I know that if I eat gluten or dairy or anything like that, I'll feel just really lethargic. I'll feel totally fatigued. And so I just choose not to do that now. Yeah. And that's something that we could even talk about, you know, the ascension symptoms, I think they call it. Um, But when you have that spiritual awakening, your whole life is opened up. You know, you want to eat better. You want to sleep better. You want to drink more. You want to take more care of yourself so that you can have a better life. But it's not just that you want to do it. It's you feel you have to because you can no longer eat these things. You know, you need more sleep. And then that spirals into the way of your thoughts. How are you thinking? How do you think about yourself on a daily basis? And then that goes on to you're now able to see yourself through other people's perspectives. So that's another thing that's happened to me throughout my spiritual awakening is I can have a conversation with someone and I can feel their energy. I can feel how they feel about me. And this has changed the way that I now talk to others. I'm more mindful of people, you know, I don't judge anymore. And, and yeah, it, it just continually expands. It's, it's quite amazing. Yes, I totally agree. So you mentioned Ascension and I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe, can you explain what your interpretation of that word is? What this, what, what is Ascension? Yeah. So Ascension to me and my view of it is the way you view life through different eyes. You know, before we may have been selfish, we may have wanted material things, we may have, you know, chased money and a new house and, you know, relationships and building that kind of life. And that to me is like the matrix version of life. Whereas when you ascend, you start to break away from old belief systems and old habits and you start to realize that the house, the material things, the job, all of that, none of that means anything. When you really put your feet on the ground and you really start to see, you know, why we're actually here, that's when the ascension symptoms begin. And like I said, you know, the eating, the sleeping better, the communication, the meditation, the mindfulness. And so ascension to me is just a series of awakenings and a series of new awareness and different perceptions. That's what I think awakening uh, ascension symptoms are. But if you really want to go into it, I have done some studying on the whole ascension symptoms and there's things like, you know, ringing in the ears. Have you heard of that one? Yes, definitely. Yes. There's the ringing in the ears. You know, you might feel lethargic because you're going into new energies. Your vibration is changing. So you're fluctuating and feeling a little off. Um, and you know, you're tired more, but then you will get an influx of energy. You know, this new energy will come in and you'll start wanting to share all the positive things that you're learning. Like we are right now, you know, you want to, you have a a hunger to explore more avenues in spirituality. So these are part of the whole Ascension symptoms. Wow. Very cool. Thank you for sharing that. So let me ask, how do you tell the difference or is there a difference between feeling lethargic or maybe like a little, you know, like perceiving some sort of illness 
whether it's like an actual cold or if it's an ascension symptom? That's a really good question. And something that I've learned along the way is that our bodies are made of energy. We are pure energy and that's the essence of our being. That's who we really are. You know, when we leave our body, we are just that spirit form, you know, and that's just energy. So if you really think about it, who we really are is energy. And we have this chakra system through our body, the seven energy centers. They'll start at the base of the spine through to the top of the head, which you know definitely a lot about. So when these open, it enables you to move that energy through your body And that's where you're essentially healed because everything's flowing the way it's supposed to. So when we feel sick, lethargic, run down, it's not necessarily something that's outside of ourselves. It's because of the energy that's not flowing properly. And one of the best ways to get that energy flowing properly is through meditation, quieting the mind and letting the body do what it's naturally supposed to do. Um, so with sickness, you know, dis-ease, you know, feeling unwell, it all comes down to your energy. Where is your mindset at? Where are your thoughts are? What's your conditioning? That's another. Yeah, so if you can visualize your seven energy centers, just imagine while you're meditating uh, that you're opening up all of these, each individual um, chakras, and that you're releasing any negative energy and letting it flow naturally and visualize each chakra as you go along and continue this on a daily basis because this is going to allow your energy to freely flow throughout your body. Um, But I will warn you, you may have the possibility of having a Kundalini awakening. Um, Apparently I've had one. Um, A psychic has told me this, but I don't actually think that I was aware of it happening at the time. But yeah, you could have some out-of-body experiences, um, you know, a lot of things can happen once you do open all these chakras. So I do urge all of you to look into um, for yourself, you know, the Kundalini awakening and just dive into meditation and just for yourself, just give it a shot and just see how your life changes from there. I will say, as you were talking about this, my whole crown was lit up in tingles as you were talking. So, you know, like just vibrating truth and like clearing out or updating or whatever that was, but it felt amazing. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) There's a thing that... So there's a thing that um, a psychic told me that when you get like a download of goosebumps or the tingles, she would call it spirit tingles. So in a way that's like your body agreeing to everything that's being said or that you're saying yourself. So that's pretty awesome. (laughs) I love that. Yes. Spirit tingles all the way, all day. And yeah, I, I love that you kind of put out a little bit of a warning when, when you're talking about doing this activation, cleaning up, you know, like upgrading when it comes to our energy centers. Yeah. Like, you know, really transformative stuff can happen. So for me, I had a Kundalini awakening and I found information about how to have one, 
but I couldn't find any information about what you do after that's happened. Cause you know, like mine didn't happen from a meditation practice. It was just a spontaneous awakening and I was so lost and it took me a while to like find some books around what to do after that happens. And I just kind of had to find my own path in spirituality. And um, yeah, I, and, and you know, a Kundalini awakening doesn't have to be some super transformative experience. Kundalini means life force. So it means that your mm. spirit has been activated. And um, yeah, I love everything that you're sharing about. I want to shift gears unless you want to say anything else about the chakra system or anything like that. No, you direct it in any which way you feel okay. to. So something that's coming up for me that I want to give you some space to talk about is you, you shared that you're a mother and I'm wondering how does spirituality play into your role as a parent? Yeah, really, really good question. You got me good there. <laughs> um, so, you know, when you do become a parent, the things that you did beforehand change dramatically. So your whole life by default is completely changed in and of itself just by being a mom alone. Um, because before being a mother for myself, you know, I would drink alcohol. I have done drugs in the past. Um, I smoked cigarettes all the time. And all I thought of is like, let's go party. Um, Cause I had my son at 19. I was a young mother. Um, but when I became a mom, everything fell away. I quit drinking. I quit smoking. This was whilst being pregnant, by the way, I had to put, put that out there. <laughs> um, I quit smoking. I quit drinking. I quit the partying nature of who I was and I completely transformed my life. And I didn't really understand why this was all happening to me either, you know, because this was all new to me. But before we come into this world, before we plan our life, we plan our mothers, our fathers, you know, how we're going to enter into this world. So there's something really sacred about being a mother and becoming a mother. And yeah, I, I feel like that for me just opened up my intuition and just, I went with that knowing feeling of what I need to do because there really is no rule book for becoming a mother. You know, they do have these books on, you know, how to change diapers, how to breastfeed, how to this, but they've really, nothing prepares you for becoming a mother. And it's same for spiritual awakenings. Nothing prepares you for it. It's something that you have to go within to really get a handle on. Um, but yeah, when I became a mother, it's that love feeling I felt and and the ability to want to be everything and anything for that child. Yeah, it, it, it's very spiritual to me, definitely. Amazing. Yeah. So do you, and I love what you're talking about, you know, like the pre-birth plan of picking our parents. I totally agree with you. I believe that that's something that happens. And I'm wondering if, did you have that information before you became a mom with spirituality part of your life? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like I said, I, my whole life has changed. Um, there was always the questions. I would always ask questions all the time. You know, I did study the Bible. Um, I did go to numerous different churches, trying to find the truth, trying to find God, trying to find answers, you know, what's wrong and right. Um, and being that I always had health issues, you know, I never knew what was happening to me. Like, would I die one day? What would happen if I died? You know, do I want to do the right thing here? Like, should I go to church and stop sinning and, and, and be a better person? 
but that's really been most of my adult life. Um, but yeah, becoming a parent has just opened up more doors to spirituality. And I think that these videos that you're posting is the one thing that's going to change someone else's life who's going through these um, awakenings themselves because it was actually YouTube that helps me a lot because not not many people are talking about these things on the street. You know, your friends that you can relate to, they're not talking about planning your life before coming to earth or spiritual awakenings or near-death experiences. So I'm really grateful to all of you who share your stories and, and have this as a platform. And me, myself, uh, I'm actually grateful for what I'm doing, which is something I never thought I would say before. So yeah. I'm very grateful for what you're doing as well. And, and yeah, YouTube helped me so much as well. I think that for those of us who are on earth at this time, we've chosen to come at this time when we have access to all the information. And it's really fun to, you know, like for me now I can say it's fun. It definitely wasn't in the beginning of spiritual awareness, but you know, it's fun to sift through the information and to say like, oh, that really speaks to me or, you know, no, I think I'm going to leave that on a shelf in the back of my mind. Maybe I'll pick it up later if it, if I feel like I need it, but we're still remaining open-minded to everything, you know? So yeah, yeah, I'm curious if maybe you can share a little bit about what that was like, sort of breaking down the walls of organized religion, your quest throughout your life for something that nobody was giving you answers for. And how did you find your way into how, how do you know what a near-death experience is? Or how did you know that's where you were going to find your, your calling? Yeah. So I think that the major cause of my transformation was through meditation um, because I had an out-of-body experience. Um, when this happened, that's when I started to question everything. You know, the fact that I'm out of my body, I'm floating, I'm still seeing things, but I can't see myself. I don't exist. I'm just a floating ball of consciousness. And I went back into my body and this was the first time I wondered what is really going on. Um, and then I would have these visions from meditations. You know, I would have visions of things that would happen what are they? I think they call it precognition. Um, this would happen to me quite regularly. And so when I was studying the Bible, went to church, they would say things like, don't dive into like witchcraft or spirituality or psychics or any of that stuff. But I'm having these experiences and this is not something that I'm looking for. It's just happening naturally. So I started questioning things from the Bible. I started questioning, um, how they were teaching this information. And then I started to wonder if I myself am having these experiences. And this man over here may not have had experiences, but he's so into, you know, what the Bible says that he doesn't even see for himself what is really going on out there. That made me think not to believe any other man or woman, but to really go within and feel for myself what I believe to be true. And um, yeah, YouTube, it's always going to be YouTube. I just, I, I searched and searched, you know, out-of-body experiences, um, you know, meditation symptoms. Um, and then binaural beats would come up. There would be like how to astral travel. And I was just mind blown. What is going on? <laughs> um, and then the 
you know, the more you meditate, your your entire life is going to change. That's another warning. You will have dreams, visions. You will have out-of-body experiences. Uh, and you will start to vibrate on a different level that enables you to see outside of your conditioning. Um, and things will start to just reveal themselves naturally as you go. And this is exactly what happened to me. Um, but, yeah, 100% meditation, I urge you, for yourself to just dive into that so that you can find your own answers and unlock new abilities for yourself to see what's really going on because nobody is going to change you. It's something that you have to do within yourself. Wow. Yes, I totally agree. And yeah, it's so hard to accept that I am the answer, right? Like me, myself, um, each of us individually, it's this beautiful quest for truth. And it really does lie within. I mean, that's, that's my belief anyway. Um, But it's so much easier, or maybe like throughout my life, I was so trained to seek outside for answers, you know, like your teacher has the answer, your parents have the answer, your family, like anybody but myself. And so yeah, Mm. sort of like that reprogramming, letting go of that. And you know, even when you're talking about it, I'm thinking about training your thoughts, And how important that can be in a spiritual experience. You know, you hear people that have near-death experiences and they perceive that they're going to hell. And that's the thought that they've gone into. They've gone into that thought. And so they've created that. And then once they switch the thought, they find themselves in eternity in heaven. And I love stories like that. So as you're saying it, I'm thinking, oh, maybe we're here to train our minds so that the next level, you know, like we've, we've already practiced a bit and we can get there a little bit easier. The best part about me being a mother and being spiritually awakened is that I can teach my children. I can share with them meditation, mindfulness, love, you know, how to treat others because they don't teach you this in school. You know, we are so conditioned to put your hands up when you want to speak. Don't speak outside of the box. Don't think of other answers that um, could contradict the teacher's answer, like if that makes any sense at all. (laughs) But just do not speak outside of the, the box, so to speak. And I want to break away from that. I want my kids to be resilient. I want them to speak how they feel. I want them to share their opinions. I want them to be able to give love to that child who's being bullied and understand that they matter. And so just sharing these things with my own kids is is probably my reason for being here. I feel in myself that that's my life path. And because becoming a mum opened up these doors where that's why I now am this new person because of becoming a mother. And I can share this with my kids. So it's pretty amazing. That's beautiful. So do you believe that your kids are spiritually inclined? Are they rainbow babies? Are they indigo children? Do you have any sort of inclination towards that? I love that. I always hoped for that. Uh, I don't think so. They they may be as their you know journey goes on because they're like oh mom's doing another podcast again oh mom tell me about this person what happened here so like they like hearing about it they understand um, near death experiences they understand that they're you know when you die it's not something to be scared of so I've really embedded that in them so that they can have a more meaningful life because if you live your life fearing death it's 
imagine if you no longer were scared of it, imagine your life from then on not being scared of death because that is the biggest fear known to man really. Um, so I, I really do teach my kids, you know, the ins and outs of the things that I learn. Um, you know, if my son's having a bad day, I'll tell him to slow down his breathing, rethink about what's going on and tell him that there's plenty more day left to go on. Um, you know, change your thought patterns, you know, eat better, think about what you're doing. And yeah, these are things that I teach my kids, but as far as them being star seeds, I'm not so sure yet, but I do know that they are all heart and all love. So that's a really good start. <laughs> That is so beautiful. Yes. Conscious parenting. And I think that it's, yeah, it's so commendable. It's so amazing and it's so necessary. And so I'm grateful to hear that you're sort of raising conscious children. Yeah, it's very important. And I do believe that if you start with your children, that's going to open doors for the new world. Um, Because I hear them talking about a new world that's going to be emerging. Uh, There's a lot of a lot of talk going on right now that things are changing dramatically. You know, the energies are changing. Um, Governments are crumbling. The banks are closing. You know, all of these crazy things are happening. So we now need to tell our children what's really going on and just really embed into them the light so that we can have a new earth. And so it starts with our children. It's really important. Nice. So you're talking about new earth. Are you familiar with Dolores Cannon's work? Is that where you've gotten this concept from? I am familiar with Dolores Cannon and I absolutely love her work. However, it's not through her that I learned about this. It's through near-death experiences who are, you know, the stories that they share and, you know, what I'm hearing on the news when I do put it on every now and again because I, I shut my TV off a long time ago. But when I do hear about what's going on, it all makes sense. Um, so, you know, for myself, I'm just from not watching the news for, for years to turning it on. Things are chaos. They are absolute chaos, whereas I'm just living my life over here and everything's great. So it's it's a huge illusion. Um, <laughs> everyone, turn off your news right now and go outside and look at the sunshine. It's beautiful. But, yeah, honestly, things are chaos right now, and I am learning from near-death experience, especially knowing that this whole, you know, experience is an illusion in itself. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that that's, you know, yeah, I, I totally agree. By the way, I have I don't have a TV. I don't I don't watch the news, and my life is much freer because of that. And and I you know I enjoy my experience because it's not weighed down with illusion. I mean, you know, everything I, I believe everything is an illusion, but you know, even the good stuff like this too shall pass. Everything does. Uh, but I know that it, in my own experience, also, you know, like the the feeling of chaos, it's much like childbirth, right? I believe that we're birthing something new and, you know, it's painful, it's contracted, it hurts, it's cramped. And then, you know, like I'm sure beauty, can, you know, can, will come of it. I mean, that's my belief anyway. Yeah. One thing I want to bring up because, you know, we're talking about illusions. Have you ever heard of the game simulation um, where each player is not actually a real player, but they're here for a purpose? Um, I can't remember what they what they call them. 
Um, but they're just like background people. Do you have you heard of that before? Yes, as like a non-playable character, you mean? Yes, that's yes. it. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, so I, I've started going out um and really focusing on, you know, who's real, who's not real. Like that's how crazy my um spirituality has gotten to. Like I'm trying to pinpoint you know, the car who's just drove by, like, is that a real person? <laughs> um, it, it gets quite fun. Like once you start to realize we're in a simulation, it, you know, what can you do to change your life? How can you create a new pathway? You know, it, it becomes fun when you're aware of this. Yes. You know, for me in the beginning, it wasn't fun. It was totally terrifying. <laughs> and then I realized that I get to decide how I want it to look. So if if life is a video game, it, it can be Grand Theft Auto or it can be something. <laughs> I something really hope not. <laughs> My life certainly was before a spiritual awareness. And then after it could be something much more wholesome. You know what I mean? I can't think of a wholesome video game, just like Sims. It's just Sims Earth, you know, like it's just it's a very like calm uh, experience that I'm having now. And um, I think that, yeah, it, it's, it can be either or like you can think of something like that, like, oh, is that person real? And you can be really terrified by that. Or you can just say, you know, laugh at it and just say, yeah, this is it. This is what my life is now. These are my new beliefs. And, and that's something new. Another incredible thing is that when I come in contact with someone and we can have a really awesome conversation, um, and also with my podcast, you know, I'm meeting people all over the world and there's very few people that I stay connected with and we can just talk for hours and hours and we're finding out that we're like soulmates and we're supposed to be on this soul tribe and that we're, we, we planned our life together and it, things are getting crazy, but it's those experiences that I know that when you have that true relationship with someone, that that's when it's real, as opposed to if you're just talking to like the mailman, you know, he's not, uh, he's not a real player in this game. So I really do cherish all my friendships as well. Um, yeah. I love that. Yes. Finding the other players in the game, finding the other, the people that have signed up to yeah. and yeah. And finding the members of my soul family has been such a huge gift for me. And it's completely changed the game because it makes the game worth playing, you know, having those real connections with other people. And, and the way that I was able to do that is by putting myself out there. And I feel like you're mm -hmm. doing the same thing. Oh, definitely. Definitely putting myself out there. You know, I never intended on being on YouTube. And it's funny, I procrastinated for about two years before I actually started my podcast. It, it took a long time for me to muster up the courage to actually put myself out there. But now that I am, it's like a whole new awakening again. It's like, now that you're there, it's like second nature to you. It's like, let's just keep going with this and see where it takes us. But, you know, before starting my podcast, it was really curiosity because, as I said, I was learning about these things. I wanted to know more about it. But from there, it's now spiraled into, oh, my God, I'm changing people's lives. People are reaching out to me. People are loving this information. And now it's not about 
curiosity. It's about how can I share better? How can I talk better or communicate better? Or how can I ask the right questions to these near-death experiences so that, you know, those watching can really get a better idea of the whole near-death experience and who we really are. So it is it is amazing and it's a really fun journey to be on. Oh my goodness. I can't think of a better way to end this conversation. There'll be links in the description to check out your podcast. And thank you so much for your willingness to come on and let the roles be reversed. I'm so grateful that you were here. Is there anything that you'd like to say to feel more complete about our conversation? Yeah, definitely. And I love being on your podcast. Thank you so much for bringing me on as a guest. And um, for those of you watching, um, if any of you out there who may be afraid of death or maybe um, grieve the loss of a loved one, I urge you to watch these podcasts and get an idea of, you know, what really happens when we do leave our body and know that we are not this physical body. We in fact are the spirit that lives within us. We are the light. And once we do die, die, (laughs) we go back to that place of love. And yeah, so don't be afraid, look into it. And, and yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Mic drop. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for being here (laughs) and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Bye. Bye. See you, Avi.